All right, I'm good to go. You good to go? Good to go. Good to go. Yes. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And we are your podcast for cars, culture, and crazy. A little crazy. Well, actually, we haven't been a lot of crazy lately. No. I think the world is too crazy. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, crazy so enough yeah, for... Comparatively, we're like yes, normal. Yes. But on today's episode, of course, we cover your headlines. Uh, we talk about babies and cars. I test Randy's uh, 90s card, I guess you could call sure, it. Sure. That's a good way to yeah. put it. Uh, I've got some mild E36 updates. Uh, we talk about why a slow car is more fun, and we get back to our now pick of the month, which we started as pick of the week. It was too much. So mm-hmm. now we have our pick of the month uh, in terms of the car we we would like to buy. The, re- the roles are reversed in 468, and Randy is now putting me to the test. Indeed. To see uh, if the engine sound is a 4, 6, or 8 cylinder. Yes. But let's get started with some headlines. All right, so headlines this week, the M3 Touring, um, which is the M3 Wagon, mm-hmm. had some spy shots unveiled. And if you click on that link I have in the um, in our uh, little board here, right? Um, the unfortunate beaver teeth is still there. Yeah. But we talked about the excitement of this car for ourselves. Does it still tickle or excite you given what we're basically we're really seeing the car now at this point? Yeah. And and uh, and I am still excited. You know why? Why? There are a lot of aftermarket shops now talking about grill redesigns, meaning they are R&Ding different options Okay. To modify that grill. So it looks like the aftermarket is going to take care Save. <laughs> yeah, of this design flaw or design choice mm-hmm. that BMW mm-hmm. made. So I'm still very much excited, especially after seeing the spy shots. Yeah, it looks good, right? Yeah, it looks really good. I wonder how... And, and I this lo- particular camouflage does do sh- it does shit for camouflage. <laughs> right, yeah. You can it see looks more the, like livery. Yeah, than, you, yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> you can see the fender flare in the yeah. back a little bit. Yeah, even the, the, the cutouts in the front bumper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm still very excited. And... With the hopes that obviously it comes here. Which, with the hopes that it which comes here. We know it won't. And but. actually, this is a good uh, segue to my headline, um, which is that a petition has been started to bring the uh, that the touring BMW M3 touring to the United States. Sign me up, man. Where Sign is this? Okay, so how many? Um, let's see. When when was this petition? up i can't afford one but sign me up uh let, it looks like it was started three days ago okay how many signatures do you think two questions how many signatures do you think uh they've amassed and how many signatures do you think are required for bmw to even consider bringing it i think for bmw to consider six figures six figures in, so hundred thousand sig- minimum yeah yes okay um, to consider it. To consider it. Yes. Okay. But how many they've amassed in three days? My guess is four digits. And I'll lean towards the less than 5K. Wow. 2,300. Okay. <laughs> 2,300 signatures, which 
Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I don't have the metrics like mm-hmm. they probably would to right. say, okay, out of 2,500 people that have signed up, how many would actually buy? But I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's a very, very small number. Yeah. So you're right. It would need to be a very, very high volume for them to make the investment. Yeah. But it's not like they're making the investment of bringing a new car over. It's really just shipping the car to the U.S., right? I mean, there are regulations that they have to deal with, but I, 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 don't, I don't see it as a big obstacle for them to bring it over to the U.S. market. So the biggest cost hurdle is the crash testing. Okay. You've got to test like 8 to 20 cars. Right. Uh, which for BMW, let's be real, that's not that much. Right, which they might already do with the M3 sedan or coupe or whatever. It's which a, could already exactly yeah. cover the, the yeah. touring, given that there's not a lot of difference except for a little bit more hood. Right, yeah. Or a uh, roof in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if that is the case and they can cover it by way of just a standard M3 passing the crash test that way, then we, there's a better chance that we could get it. Even if it's just like two to 500 units which would put it in that m car territory yeah, right that, yeah yeah that little z3 coupe yeah thing or whatever which fine right maybe that one sold i i think that only sold a couple thousand um but it's sought after in the in the m uh, trim right yeah so it looks like um in the, for the u.s i think it's for the u.s nearly thirty-five thousand f80 m3s were built Okay. Right. With the intention, I don't know how many were sold, but that's how many were built. Okay. So if the petition's coming in at a soft (laughs) twenty five (laughs) hundred, I think we're well off the mark. Um, and for three days, I mean, it could be that this particular petition just haven't had hasn't had the exposure yet, um, or hasn't gone viral, but it's been on some major news sites and hasn't really gained a lot of traction. I thought the wagon would be more popular here maybe not the m3 wagon and that's the right that's the rub because it's going to be expensive and i I just checked out what the m coupes uh numbers were so four to five thousand yeah four four thousand uh 275 were produced um 1800 18 1815 for north america the m coupes which was that um, the clown shoe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z. I mean, yeah, those are pretty rare. So super rare. If the yeah. if though if they're willing to do that and bring it over, although this was back in ninety seven to two oh two. Yeah. Um. I mean, considering the state of the market, the economy, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure they're gonna do it. Who knows, right? Yeah, it yeah. will. The the economy will drive. The world economy will drive whether we get this yeah. or not. But I'm still excited. Yeah, because I mean, it's I mean, obviously going to be made six just, years down the line when I'm ready to swap cars mm, <laughs> time for a wagon. That'd be really nice, man. Indeed. Since I can't get a three series wagon, the E36 year wagon. Um, oh, because you even if uh, after the 25 years, can we bring it over or not? Really? I mean, you can bring it over. But again, it's the whole crash test thing, I think. Oh, thing okay. And all that okay. stuff. Okay. Um, I haven't really looked into importing one. Right. Because I, I don't I don't. I don't think I'd want to invest that much money into into getting one. I'd, it was never an to... M also, right? No, okay, no. Okay, it's yeah. just a regular no, 3 Series. Yeah, it was a 3 Series. So not yeah. really worth no, it. No, no. I mean, I'd have to – to make it an M, I'd have to do all the work. Right. Which, I mean, that's that's expensive. And so. there was never an M for that wagon. Is that what we're saying, too? No. Uh, for not, the E36 era? No, no, there wasn't. Was, okay. No, there wasn't. Okay. There wasn't. 
Okay. But next headline. Next headline. If you click again on the other link I have, yeah. the Jeep Wagoneer concept is unveiled. Okay. It's a six. <laughs> that reminds me of the Canyon Arrow yeah. from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Wagoneer. Yes. Yeah. It it's like basically the Chevy Tahoe for Jeep. Okay. From the looks of it. Right. Um, all the emblem letters light up. Looks pretty fancy. Does this look like a hit to you or not? No, nah, not for me personally, because this is uh, this is like Escalade territory. Yes, absolutely. Where I've never really, that's never really been a place that I'd go to. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not really about that kind of luxury, uh-huh. you know, in, in my cars, especially, and I'm not about SUVs. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I, I don't see it doing too well, mm. to be honest. Well, yeah, at six figs, I mean, yeah, you can't. I don't know what like a Urus costs. I don't think it's in that range. But Model X is our is in that yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, which would be. I mean, who knows? I don't know how great this car is going to be, but I I don't think it holds a candle to like a Model X, right? Getting an electric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that is for the status yeah, symbol of tried things. and proven. Because people still see Jeep and they're like, oh, a Jeep. You paid six figures for it. Yeah, that's true. It is a reliable car, but it, it's it's more Toyota than than Lexus. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, we'll see. Not a lot of headlines. I mean, it, is, it is. It is nice, but yeah. I'm not really about it. All right. Next for my next headline and the last headline, I learned something new this week, Randy. Mm. Do you know what hit to pass racing is? Hit to pass. That's NASCAR. <laughs> it's sort of yes. it, it sort of is uh racing in, in that regard but in this particular racing it is obligatory that you hit the car in front of you in order to pass them you cannot pass them without hitting them first huh and i it, this is actually a big big thing in canada for, for some reason um, and that's that's the that's where I saw it. I was watching a documentary on Netflix of these Canadian car builders. Okay, and so they built this car to go do hit to pass racing, and it looks like a lot of fun, right? Basically, every time someone is going to pass somebody, they pit maneuver them. That's kind of how they're they're handling it. Okay, but there are a lot of cars on the track, so it can get pretty dicey. Wow! And I was like, man, like. That, that looks like a lot of fun. They really reinforce the cars, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be two, uh, a co-pilot, a driver and a co-pilot, um, and they're both fully kitted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cars are janky as hell. As you can imagine, it's like a demo derby style sure. race. Almost. But on, the, on a track. On a track, right? It was still like a dirt oval. Oh, uh, it is? Yeah, okay. it's still okay. a dirt oval. Okay. Um, but they're, they're, they're beating on it, and it looks like a ton of fun. And then at the end of the race, like, the the co-pilot of the car is like struggling to stand up he can't even speak right like i think the guy sounds concussed uh, probably yeah and like he's got back issues he had to go to the doctor and the next day he was all stiff and it's a young guy like that he would he couldn't have been more than 22 okay you know what i mean and he's putting his body through this stuff it looks like a ton of fun but i'm like man that's dangerous as hell i mean destruction derby is too it is it is but at least it's a it's a it's a very small circle that doesn't let you build up a lot of speed oh right right? where these guys are actually hitting you know 60 70 miles an hour yikes and 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 crashing into each other and putting each other into walls 
my man, they, these guys are crazy, man. That's too nutty for Hill me. Hillbilly racing. Is man. it? Yeah, is that dude. what it was? Can oh, he, it's well, very Dukes of Hazard feeling. Okay, for well sure. they love they love hockey up there. Yeah, dude, so, it's wild. Really, man. it's wild. I started looking up YouTube videos and and all. It's a it's pretty like I mean it's still very small, right? Okay. But for what like learning about hit to pass racing, I wouldn't imagine it'd be big enough, right, to find a lot of information on it. But it's all over YouTube. You can mm, find videos course. on all this stuff. And it's just I wish I could do it. It looks like it like in theory, like it looks like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. But the amount of pain you're putting yourself in, it's it's unbelievable. Not worth it. And you can do it at sixteen. What like the, you, the rules say that you, you minimum age is sixteen. So they're probably clunkers too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Very much clunkers. I mean you're talking like Crown Victorias. Nice. And, right? Those type of cars yeah. that are can take a beating, but are also also have powerful motors. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a limit of four thousand pounds on the car. Okay, it can't go over that. Uh, obviously, so you don't end up killing someone, I guess. Sure. But uh, but it's interesting that this is actually a, a a racing type. But it's funny because I was looking up like different like uh, tracks that host these type of events, uh-huh. and a lot of them don't even have. They have like DOT approved helmet requirements, mm-hmm. but they don't have snell requirements like actual really? racing. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of DOT approved helmet, and you're cool. You know, just wear a kit, and you're cool. So snell is the re- minimum requirement for yeah snell tracks out here. 2015, yeah, okay. yeah, is the okay. minimum for like track, you know, actual track racing out here. Whereas here they they didn't have that. So they'll take some yeah old, dude, uh, like, bike yeah. helmet. Oh bicycle yeah, dude. Helmet. And and the rules are so vague that when I was watching on I was watching this, they have like power restrictions and stuff like that. But um the rules are so vague that people are actually sneaking in NOS kits <laughs> in their cars to gain an advantage. And it's like, okay, I don't care. I mean, they're, they're, they're it's like old school eight cylinder cars. Uh-huh. I don't care how underpowered they are. You're putting noskets on this, and you're, you're it's it's a recipe for disaster. I dude, they're uh, nitrous is combustible, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah and they're so taking hits, and it's just like in the back chilling, you oh, know? Oh like, man, man, it's 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 nuts. It's crazy. Like, I, I definitely respect those guys for putting themselves through that, but. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would be willing to go through that much danger. So you have to bump somebody in order to go around them. Or you, yeah, you have to hit them. It's a hit, man. It's a hit. It's a hit. Like you're, ev- they're spinning everybody out. It isn't like a like a little tap like a NASCAR, and then you can pass. Oh. They're like straight up hitting them, pit maneuvering them, having them turned on the track, and then they pass them. All right. You can obviously like the people behind the guy that's spinning out can pass. They don't need to hit him too. At that point, but if you're contesting someone, you wow. have to hit them before you pass. Wow. Yeah. That's that's dicey. As oh hell. hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. How do people make it out of that? I, that alive, yeah, right? Dude, I think uh, the race that I saw, sixteen cars started, and by the middle of the race, five cars were left. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Two thirds of the the, but it's crazy what people are doing with cars, and it's like, it's all junkers, of course. And I'm just like, man, like this is, it's almost like a like junkyard wars, right? Like junkyard, different junkyards warring with each other with the stuff that they get, and that makes sense too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas it isn't, it isn't very pricey, 
But you do get some cars that look like, you know, caged and nice paint jobs and oh, nice really? builds. Mm. The guys with money obviously are going to show up with them. Those are the guys with the NOS kits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Sounds. Yeah, that sounds crazy. What, how did you fall into that rabbit hole? You this was, I was I was Netflix. There's uh, Rust Valley Restorers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're part they're of that part or they joined they, it? They built a car. Yeah. To compete in that. And the son of the Rust Valley Restore guys and the son... So there was two sons that did it, and uh, one of the one of the sons he's a pretty good driver. Okay. But the other one, I think he's just like a mechanic. He's the one that was all concussed and broken. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's 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 crazy, man. But if any of you guys do hit to pass racing, let us know, cause please do. I want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking it up. I actually found this out this morning when I was watching that at. So I was like, oh, we should talk about this, man. This right is, on. And start looking up more different different sports. See what we can join. Okay. After you do your first track day. Sure. In October. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> <laughs> but on to our next topic, babies and cars. And this came up just right now when I got here. Yes. Uh, your son was here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your littlest son, one-year-old. Yes. Right? Uh, and I came in and I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, man, so what do you do for fun? Like, I just uh-huh. straight up just had, and he says, vroom, vroom. Yes. And... That guy, and then you told me like he likes the sound of the cars, mm-hmm. you know, when when he can hear them, mm-hmm. and that got me thinking. It's like okay, at a, at one year old, you don't really understand too much, mm-hmm. but there's about something about cars that speaks to him. Yes, you know, absolutely. so it's so is it? Are we born with with a love, a passion for cars? Is it just? Is it just the fact that it's noisy? And he likes that noise, but I've seen him. I see him in here pointing at your collection of Hot Wheels mm-hmm. and all those different cars. Yep, he vroom, understands vroom. the vroom vroom is the cars. Yes. So, uh, you know, is it like is it genetic? You know, like is it the fact? I I don't think something that you learned to like necessarily mm-hmm. could be passed on through genes. Mm-hmm. But it is weird to me that you know a, a kid that small is able to appreciate exhaust sounds and engine sounds yeah i mean he says bye bye to my car he calls it bye bye vroom vroom to the (laughs) s2000 yeah and if i'm moving the car like i did for this for our episodes yeah he'll sit in there and i'll have him like i had him shift in the rear uh to reverse yeah with my hand over his hand but still like i have him touch the start button and Kind of because he likes it. I'm like, so well, he's gonna I might be like well. those drift kid prodigies at like well, eight years old. Who knows? Would you right? let him drift at eight years old? If this car doesn't really go up significantly in value, yeah, I'd let him take this car, do what he wants with it. Even like at eight years old, eight, let him go drift. If he can reach the pedals, why not? Nice, nice. I was two and a half when I I sat behind the wheel of a car for the first time ever. I don't remember how old I was, but I also was very Similar, very young like that, like in like, like some open field, right? Y- oh no, not by myself. Oh no, no, yeah, I wasn't by myself. I was on my dad's lap. Right, right, yeah, and yeah. He was probably really the one doing the driving. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought I was. For me, it was on the street. But I don't remember how old I was. Not in America, right? Or it was, was it? in America. It was in America. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's well, the, yeah, you the nineties, early nineties. Yeah, you know, no. Like, for for me, we were in the Philippines, open field in the Jeep. Yeah. Uh yeah. So so it's 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 interesting. Like, is there a part of us? I mean, it, it probably has a lot to do with noise. If we're being honest, I think so, and I think it has a lot to do with how like humans like music. 
even like um, kids his age, special ed kids, they dance to music, right? right. So there's something um, about sounds, some like yeah, the like bass, a rhythm or a yeah. sound or something that sounds cool and looks cool, maybe, uh, you know, coupled together. Yeah, yeah, that is just appealing to people. But you're right in that it's a it's a machine that's making a sound. What is it about those two together that a baby yeah. likes? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, there's plenty of other stuff that makes noise, mm-hmm. right? But, mm-hmm. And he probably doesn't feel the same way or hasn't, doesn't have the same comments. You know? Right, right. And I've heard him for a few weeks now say vroom vroom yes. when I come here. Yeah. Um. So it's it's you've got a car guy in the making, it looks like. But yeah. how did he develop that? Is it really just the fact that he already understands like that, you know, spent – Vroom Vroom means spending time with you, like doing things with the S2000 as you have shown him. Or I don't know. It's it's strange to me that it, that young and he's already sort of a gearhead. And the other older two aren't as into the car thing as he is. I've ne- that's the that he's already surpassed the other two in right. the amount of times that they've talked to me about cars. Right. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. actually <laughs> You know, like, yeah, the other two, maybe one comment or so. Barely, right? Yeah, whereas, you know, your your little one uh-huh. is room vroom. Like, yeah. it seems like that's a big part of his vocabulary. And he loved, well, they liked uh, Disney cars was another thing that the other two liked a right. lot. But maybe it was more about the cartoon than the actual vehicle. The actual car. Because it never transferred to just regular Hot Wheels or regular cars. As much as this one did, and he, this one has never seen Disney cars, right? So it is purely an influence of. Well, he was lucky that he, you know, S two thousand was the first car. Yeah, yeah. That he's His sort of, first taste yeah, of the Honda yes, JDM exactly. world. Yes, exactly. So JDM boy. Maybe that's a little different. He was born into it a yeah. little bit more than the other two. Maybe you're right because the other two just had a shitty prelude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh man. So that could be it too. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's interesting. I thought that was pretty fascinating mm-hmm. that, that to have that. Especially since I asked him, I was like, what do you do for fun, dude? And he's like, vroom, vroom. I'm like, oh, this is a badass little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's move into our next topic of the day, and that is to test your 90s kidness. Mm-hmm. So sure. today I have something to show you. It's a sort of a show and tell. Okay. So it's a physical item, nothing digital. Yeah. I'm like, I'm super excited about this. Okay. And so today this was released. Tony Hawk oh. Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh-huh. was re-released and remastered. Wow, so you bought it on the way here? And I bought it on the way here. Okay, yeah, dude. Nice. I, I ordered it on Best Buy to, to pick up, and I went to go pick it up right before coming here because I was like, hell no. This is a first day buy all day. Okay. And I could have ordered it off of the PS4 and just downloaded it, but yeah. I, I wanted the hard, the hard okay. copy. That's yeah, cool. I yeah, that's cool. That just because it was such a big part of my childhood, but uh-huh. wasn't a part of yours. Well, I can't – PS2, I had uh, – I think it was Tony Hawk 3 right. on PS2, right? Yeah, yeah. PS1 had 1 and 2, Yeah, it, I believe. So you didn't do 1 and 2. I didn't really do 1 and 2. Really? I didn't have a PS1 till late. Hand over that card, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's more early t- – no, that's late. That is late 90s, huh? Yeah, that, yeah, that was – I think that was early 2000s. Because the N64 slash PlayStation oh, yeah, yeah, came out – in the late nineties, it was. I was in yeah, eight, it was the late nineties for sure. Yeah, I was in eighth grade when the ads started coming out for that. Yeah, 
And yes. I, I didn't get Tony Hawk Pro Skater until it came out on N64. That was mm. my first exposure to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Which was late. Cause which the, was later. And that's the console I had, so it didn't get the cool games. Yeah, 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 per yeah. Se, like just, the PlayStation. Right. PlayStation got all the cool and newfangled types of games. Yeah, but dude, Such as this. So but. excited. I'm, I'm going to lose the entire weekend. But you're a skater at heart also. I also was a skater, but I yes. mean, this game appealed to... It did. Like it all did. my friends were were playing. Yeah, and I remember going to you know house after house, uh-huh. right, to figure out how to beat somebody that, that or help them win the game or you know doing all that stuff. Like right, a ton of people were into it. So I'm 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 thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be big. And now there's the online element. So what is that? Is that gonna be versus mode like versus tournaments? mode? So you know how you could play like split cr- split screen versus modes. I yes. don't know. I don't know if you remember. Which was what a trick based or was like, it like there t- was how skate, many um, scoring high based scoring on t- high time in sectors? Okay. Different oh, okay. Of time, okay. 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 Points based games. No, no races, right? Not really. No, races. no. There's no really racing in that. Okay. It's more just kind of skills, but uh-huh. it's easy enough to where it's kind of like the old Mortal Kombat games, right? Where it, the old school style of game where it was like a combination of buttons to do stuff as mm-hmm. opposed to mm-hmm. really measuring like the way you can manage the joysticks. Yeah, you just had to stop your trick before you landed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So I'm wondering how much different it's going to be from the old games because I did read that the physics has changed a little bit and the, the maps have been kind of enhanced a little bit yeah. so uh, i'm, I'm gonna, definitely gonna have a lot of fun this weekend so i was like this is like nostalgia by 100 percent for me <laughs> dude and even nancy she's into it oh too. really yeah, she played it when she was younger also so we're oh. gonna be we're gonna be tackling the game together wow uh, yeah hopefully uh beating that's, it this weekend and you, obviously you didn't know her at the time so that's kind of a yeah 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 no that's why i got it too because she's she's like oh yeah i'm on board i'm on board let's play so who do you think is better Ah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, it remains to be seen. Then. Uh, it remains to be seen, yeah. but it, it's hard for me to say it wouldn't be me. Okay. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's hard. I mean, I just spent so much time on that. Did she have her own PlayStation or was it yeah, like yeah. playing on a sibling's Yeah, they had their own console. Systems, okay. Because okay. she had a brother also. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah, and they played. But yeah, that definitely... I'll catch you guys online uh, playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. All right, we'll see. Oh, man. Who's I, better? I was actually really hoping that you you would have a exposure to that. Maybe it's not uh, a Michigan thing? No, just me not having the PlayStation 1 uh, early enough. I, I got it really late. I had the N64 when it came out. Um, I mean, your friends weren't playing it? They were, but without online, I mean... Oh, you weren't like at their houses and stuff? We would occasionally, but usually they'd come to mine because I was the younger of the group. Oh, I wasn't okay. driving yet either. Okay. So they'd have to come to me, and I had the N64 at home. Right. So we were just playing whatever I had on N64. So you guys just played like... Goldeneye. Goldeneye. A lot of Goldeneye. That makes sense. Yeah, Goldeneye was big too, yeah. Uh, what else was big on N64? Oh, I don't remember. Man. Really, that was the pinnacle I of N64. I sucked at Goldeneye. Me too. But I loved it. It was Either fun. Way, yeah. It is fun. But I sucked at Goldeneye. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember getting beat down by all my friends. But Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I was a lot better at. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I guess that's why I look at it fondly. Okay. Yeah, exciting so stuff. Excited for having the, the Labor Day weekend. The uh-huh. oh, extra yeah, day, yeah, you know, to... Day. To play around and figure this out. Okay. But now let's transition to something a little more sad. A little near and dearer. A little more near and dear. And we've discussed this a little bit. Um, we're getting spied on by a unicorn. Uh, 
Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, the USPS is officially like delaying my project, and it does. It, it is a little bit of my fault in that um, I was doing the steering rack this week. Okay. And the linkage, the steering linkage, uh, I left that on the car while I was working on the steering rack. Mm-hmm. And as I'm ready to put everything back, I want to go inspect everything. And the steering linkage has this sort of rubber guibo kind of bushing type of thing to to help not transmit as much noise. Okay. That thing is cracked and dry and ready to go. So you need to order. And so a new I needed one. to order it. So I ordered it. Right. But now everything is like I've got one order that's been delayed nearly four weeks now. Wow. Yeah. I've got the a order after that that happened a few days later that still hasn't arrived. I had another order that never arrived. And uh, I just had they just refunded me because like mail tr- lost track of it. Like the USPS lost it. Wow. So they refunded me and I had to order that part again. And that part hasn't arrived. So a lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now is just taking the car apart. But I don't I just don't see getting a lot of these parts for like another few weeks. It seems according to tracking in most cases. Oh, man. So I'm 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 now behind after being ahead of schedule. Yeah, I'm now behind schedule of being done. Really, what was supposed to be at the end of this month. Yeah. All right. Now it's like, okay, I don't know that I'll be able to get everything that I need, including all f- everything for the rear suspension that I haven't ordered yet oh, gosh. in time to be done with my original timeline, which really fucking sucks. From your usual sites that you go to. Yeah, SCPIO. from the usual sites that I go to. It's not, it's not, it's not their fault. You know, right. they're, they're shipping, um, and it's not even the USPS's fault, right? They've been instructed to do certain things that's causing this to happen. But, I mean, now it's really, really affecting this build, and it's really frustrating me and pissing me off that I can't, I can't spend any meaningful time in the garage, like getting oh, this thing done. Right. So it feels like I'm just neglecting the actual car mm. for a while now. Jeez, yeah. that long? Yeah. Where is FCP Euro? Where are they based out of? The they're movie? in Connecticut, I think. Wow, all the way yeah, over there. They're in Connecticut, corner to corner. There's huh? a, a like a lot of the a lot of the places that I order from are kind of mi- out there. Yeah, Middle America to the east. Yeah. European only sites. Yeah, European only Euro sites. Euro car only. Yeah. Well, there's a big Euro scene in in like Jersey, New York. Oh, uh, okay, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the trouble that I'm having now. I'm getting really frustrated. I'm like, ev- I've never waited for the mail. You know, it's sort of like box show up and it's <laughs> you like, watch right, the mail truck. Yeah, the mailman come. Now I'm just like checking my track and I'm like, okay, is it, is yeah. it coming today? Yes. I want to get this done today. Put it all back together. At least get the front back together. Start removing all the transmission stuff and but nah man i'm I'm like i'm now i'm concerned that it's gonna it's gonna take me to the end of the year mm. because of of you know these issues and now there's a ton of labor sa- labor day sales coming up oh there are yeah so i'm like gosh should i just start ordering a ton of stuff you know but then it's like okay if this is gets delayed enough then now it takes me into black friday sales right then you might as well you might wait as well for wait for that yeah right? yeah that's true but that's now you're talking about the end of November, and that car won't be and even won't, drivable. The car won't be drivable. If I do like the last NASA event in October, it would have to be with the E92, and I'm just not ready to commit that. Is where is that NASA event? It's in Butt Willow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I I'm you know, I mean, you definitely need to do it. So maybe I'll just ride with you. 
two dudes in a top-down convertible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. I'll just drive my car behind you, as, there you the, go. as the support vehicle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Yeah, well, so we'll haul stuff. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I that's can't, unfortunate. I can't get anything done. That's why none of the build stuff has popped up on our Instagram. Okay. Just because I, I, I don't have the stuff. And it's all little things, right? A, like a bolt here, mm. uh, the steering linkage here. Um, there's this one breather hose that I'm waiting for Shit. to put the intake manifold back on. It's it's just a ton of stuff like that. A few bushings for the sway bar. It's all these small things that are just not letting me move forward. And I'm I have this. I mean, I'm pretty neurotic, but I have this fear that if I let too many things pile up, like halfway done, mm-hmm. that once it goes to put everything back together everything's going to be a mess and I'm, oh, I'm going to have a hard yeah. time, you know, yes. I have limited, everything is organized and labeled, but I have limited space to be able to be able to do all that. Right. Yeah, to grow the backlog. Yeah. And to, to keep hardware in order and all that stuff. There wasn't closer like West coast, like web based companies or stores. I online? mean, there are, but it's hard to, it's hard to give up the FCP Euro lifetime guarantee. Oh, okay. right? And that's a, that's a lot of the reason why I order from a lot of these companies. Like I'm a big lifetime warranty guy. It's sure. why I've gone with Mishimoto parts. It's why I order a lot from FCP Euro. Um, a lot of the other sites that I go to, it's really just things that I know aren't necessarily wear items and I probably will never buy again in the life of the car. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I'll go through the other sites, but even then they're they're The bigger sites are all in those areas. Hmm. If I'm looking, I've ordered smaller, more from boutique companies that are closer, but these are very specialized parts that I probably, you know, don't want to order any of the other stuff they have because it's really expensive. Like the oil pan oh, baffle, okay. I've ordered from Achilles Motorsport, which I think would be is a little closer, um, you know, little things here and there. But then a lot of other stuff they sell because they're so small and it is there are quality parts. Mm-hmm. It's still more expensive and just mm. not within my budget. Um, but yeah, right now uh, it's it's really just I'm shopping right now and that's that's really all I'm doing for the car and I have to I have to wait to get these things. Once I put everything back together and start taking things apart and do my second order for like the last final things that I need to order, including the damn coilovers. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, we spoke of this before, right? Like that, that I'm reworking my plan to now where I don't have to order them until later. Yes. I've pretty much decided that I'm going single adjustable. I'm not going to go overboard. Um, the but, DC clients? Yeah. The, no, uh, ground control. You did decide ground control. I just decide ground control, but for Labor Day, ISC has a sale. sale. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's getting it's like it's like a hundred dollars off a set of coilovers, which is pretty good. That's good. Yeah, that, you know, I for, mean, hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. Yeah, for a coilover that's already nine hundred dollars, oh, it's like okay. I'm, yeah, 10%. once I sell it, I'll probably sell them at like six hundred. Yeah, if I do get rid of them, I'm not. I'm paying two hundred bucks for. To rent, coilovers, to rent coilovers, you that's know, not too bad. So I know that the ru- it won't be as comfortable because uh-huh. that's the, that's the thing with the ground control that that comfort that comes with the twin tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't have that piece, but I've seen plenty of track cars that run ISC. So I'm like, maybe I should just do this. It would do wonders for my budget. I, I would still have some flexibility for for things here and there. Um, Cause I mean I had discussed that I took out the the spoiler mm-hmm. that was out of the budget if I'm gonna get the TC Kleins or the ground controls, yep, um, all that stuff. So that all, that stuff might all come back in, 
But like I said, a lot of stuff that I'm ordering is taking weeks to arrive. Mm. A lot of people on social media are complaining about the same thing. Really? Yeah, like people that are building their cars and stuff. So, oh. you know, all these delays are, are affecting a lot of people. Uh, I've even considered, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just leave the rear end as is for now, wrap up the front and take it that way. But the, the bushings are so shot that it just feels wrong like i'll cause some damage by doing that mm. you know there's just that much play in the back so it's just really no point to doing that so it might just delay me i'm really hoping it doesn't are you getting like polyurethane bushings or uh, in are some they... cases i'm okay. doing oem rubber wherever wherever i think you don't need that that yeah the the, the performance increase is minimal yeah well i mean yeah i'm going right. with oem rubber but in okay. some cases i'm doing polyurethane wherever you know there is an effect to like steering feel uh-huh and all that stuff so um also polyurethane is easier to install is it yeah it's a lot easier to install at least in our cars uh the e36 cars. okay platform they're very they're the easier option that's why a lot of people go with polyurethane for just the yeah, ease of install the ease of install because you don't need a press most of the time my hammer is all you need to put those bushings in oh. whereas with the rubber bushings you need either a press or some sort of specialized tool yeah. that'll cost you 150 bucks right yeah so you don't want to deal BMW. with that yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of where i'm at with the e36 okay so it's you're kind of a pain in the ass waiting on the mail waiting on the mail what do we do waiting before there were tracking numbers and you just never knew when it'd come yeah dude it, we're so spoiled now we are because before you just that's just wait yeah you, you just, didn't know it's a you just have a blind yeah, yeah it might not hope. it might not ever arrive we also didn't order a lot yeah that's we were true. going to places to buy things that's actually very true you know now so. that they've increased their service capabilities We've come to rely on it more yeah i've gotten to the point where i have to go back into i i make accounts specifically to keep track of all the orders because sometimes I'll forget what I order. Like I'll get a box and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> what did I order? Did I order something else? Yeah. 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 So, but now I'm having the opposite problem that things aren't arriving. So I have to keep track of my orders to make sure that, you know, I call in for certain things. I see. Yeah. I see. But Jeez. what a pain in the ass. Indeed, indeed. Moving on to our next topic. Why a so slow car is, is often more fun. Why is that, John? I have a lot of experience with this because of the Rio, right? Mm -hmm. 140 yes. horsepower, a little hatchback. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't, I mean, seats were taken out, but it wasn't stripped by the traditional sense. So mm -hmm. there was still some weight in there. Um, and a big component, I think, of why driving a slow car um or driving a slow car fast is more fun is one. You can have your foot pinned most of the time, mm -hmm. right? You're it's sort of a, you're losing that variable of modulation. Yes. Right. And you're yeah. sort of it. You still get the feeling of taking the car to an extreme quote unquote extreme, <laughs> right? Yes. With, without as much of a risk, you know, cause if, if, you're in a 140 horsepower car compared to even just a 300 horsepower car. Um, and you're taking like high speed corners in the Rio, like in, in turn nine at big willow in the Rio, I'm pinned the in, almost the entire way. Okay. Whereas, you know, like, uh, uh the Tony's type R mm -hmm. when he's gone over there, he's got to watch the speedometer 
Oh, kind of like making okay. sure that he's not going too fast, yeah, taking it to yeah, the yeah, limit, yeah. right? It's more to think about. Yes. Um, yeah. as you're polishing your driving. So I think at, for a novice track uh, racer or person thinking of getting into the track, track enthusiast. I think driving a slow car fast is the way to go because you have less variables preventing you from learning about lines mm-hmm. and taking the right lines mm-hmm. and keeping momentum Yep. Um, and just making sure that you're driving the car correctly for the track. And so then once you're able to get in a car that has more power, that has more ability, that has better suspensions, you're able to... Uh, take advantage of that, right? Really abuse those advantages at that point because you've got all the fundamentals down. Just like any other sport, right? Like with basketball. Yeah. Like if you have the fundamentals down, you're going to be a lot better. Shout out to the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a lot doing a lot better, uh-huh. you know, on top of your talent. Yes. Right? So yeah, I think I think that's it's those are the advantages of driving a slow slow car fast. And for those of us that haven't done the track day yet mm-hmm. i think the only analogy based on what you were saying i could liken it to is is uh gran turismo yeah you start in a 1.2 liter suzuki cappuccino right. yeah 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 right yeah. or a miata and a miata yeah, that's yeah, usually yeah. where they throw you yep. on those first training courses to earn your badges right yeah, yep yeah and that makes sense because once you get to like a few levels in and you get the Three, four hundred plus horsepower cars. God forbid you get a muscle car too. Yeah, right? yeah. That's when you start like losing, going it off track. <laughs> yes, and, it's you know. it's really hard. I mean, yeah. even for the PSP version, which is what I play, <laughs> you can tell the difference, and it's really hard to control those like big power. Oh yeah, like cars. Yeah, with yeah. bad handling at that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 as simple as the as you start gaining more horsepower, and even it's not just horsepower. As you start gaining performance parts, even polyurethane bushings and mm-hmm. coilovers, and even a cage to stiffen up the chassis, um, you're adding variables. You think, I think, as a builder, and 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 even I'm guilty of this, right? Sure. You start assuming that by adding these different parts, mm-hmm. you're improving the car, right? And yes, you are improving the car. You're making it, obviously, you're putting expensive parts. You're changing the dynamics of the car, but you're not improving the driver, mm-hmm. right? And so now you're just adding different variables that the driver has to attack, and the driver's a novice, yeah, right? So they're not going to be able to manage a b c d e and f mm-hmm. when if they hadn't done all that stuff all they were really managing at that point is a b and c right right suspension tuning now right with like knobs and stuff that you start adding and you know different all that like i said you should really focus on the fundamentals and i think that's where you learn the fun in driving right mm. i really learned to appreciate driving and track driving by driving a slow car and trying to get that on the track and you know i i've spoke about how proud i was about beating corvettes and beating mustangs right right right, right. there is that good feeling of taking a slow Mm -hmm. car and beating a faster car you know by through learning or through seat time or learning the skill yeah of driving um so i think definitely like uh learning the fundamentals having the gas pinned more often uh is a lot more fun and is advantage um and then also for your sort of uh uh track enthusiast journey it's more advantageous i believe and even eli i mentioned that when he started he had like a fixed up subi with you know all the bells and whistles yeah 
and uh, Pierce from Jim Pierce from yes. Pierce Motorsports told uh-huh. him, "It's like no, like if you want to take this seriously, go get a slow ass front wheel drive car." And, <laughs> and he got the Rio, yes. right? And then and that's the recipe. That seems to be the recipe to learn how to drive, right? Pick those things up, and mm. I think I think there's a huge advantage to that. I definitely think this is definitely playing into me building the E36 also. Okay. Because and, and why I decided to move away from double ju- double adjustable and all that stuff. I don't want to add too many of those variables to my driving. Okay. I'm still a novice. You know, I've right. I've had multiple track days over the last few years, but mm-hmm. I'm still a novice and I'm still learning. So I want to make sure I keep some of those elements the same. So I'm able to to pick that up a little easier. What's the stock horsepower on that E36? 240. It'll be 240. Yeah, 240. Which I think is I think it's already it's still a momentum car. It's not super fast for the big tracks. Yes, absolutely. But it's getting right? up there to it's, where that power is now. You're you're serious. Yes. Like it's gonna make it's gonna do some damage if you're not mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention. Hmm. So it's gonna take a. I think it's gonna definitely take a little more skill to control that car. In some areas of the track where the Rio was just easy peasy. Right. Yeah, easy right, peasy right, to, right, to manage. Right. Just pin, steer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all good. Right. And that transitions us into our next topic. Yeah, the, the pick, pick, of, pick of the month. The pick, pick of, the, of month. the month. Pick of the month. So this month's choice yeah. is a Craigslist posting that I found. Okay. Uh, I was just looking through manual car. Go to the auto section, cars for sale. Filter to just manual transmission cars. Mm -hmm. And this posting caught my eye. So go ahead and click on that link. A couple things that caught my eye first about this posting was obviously the text and the picture of the first picture that comes up. Okay. We were talking about 90s earlier or late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, well, for those of us old enough to remember, Instant Messenger, you would type with caps and weird characters. This person somehow figured out a way to post a Toyota, 2000 Toyota MR2 uh-huh. Spider using all those weird characters. Right. On Craigslist, which is when it was crazy to me is that Craigslist allows no HTML editing. So he really found all these weird characters and he was able to ex- execute posting with these weird characters. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm, that's that's really weird. It's impressive almost borderline. Yeah. Right. So, OK, so that's the first thing that caught my eye. Obviously, MR2s were something I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing that caught my eye was the first photo. Okay, so the first photo, for those of you that can't see, is the photo of the MR2 with some lady in the background with her face blurred out using what looks like Microsoft Paint. Oh, big time. Big time Microsoft Paint job. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then he also, this person also blurred out what is probably their garage. Yeah. So my question to you is, is... Well, also, she's wearing a BB shirt, which really, I don't know if it dates this picture or this person just wears old fashioned, uh, you know, out of style clothing. I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah. So just a, a lot of just this first picture threw me off. Why not just not use this photo and use one of the other many photos as your capstone photo? You know, like, that's a really good question because he's got a much better pictures in here. Yes. Of the car that he could have easily 
There's something wrong with this guy. Man. Right? <laughs> and that's why I, there, I made a pick all, of the month. The picture with uh, with the cars. What's what's the name of uh, Lightning McQueen? Yes. Yeah. There's that. He's it's comparing like, it to Lightning McQueen. Yeah. He has a Lightning McQueen above and a picture of the car itself below because it's a red MR2. But what, why? What year is this car? It's a 2000. Man, this lady looks like she got lost somewhere in the early 90s. Right. I mean. <laughs> Even the hair. Yeah, yeah, there, there is, yeah, there's not a lot to it. You're but right. I wouldn't. There's no way. I, w- I wouldn't have used this picture. And and why? I don't understand why he colored the entire garage. There's that. Also, it's all the photos really look pretty much the same. They are far photos of the body. Yeah, barely anything decent about the interior except for a far away, sh- two far away shots, and no engine bay shot. Zero engine bay shots. The wheels look pretty clean, although they're you know there's some you know off brand aftermarket wheels, and I do notice that the tires look like they have a lot of meat on them. Right. One of the things I like about this car, besides the fact that it is slow and is it's actually a fairly decent track car, I would say. Yeah. Is for the price and the low miles, what you're getting. Twenty one thousand seven hundred miles for fifteen grand, which is close to what I paid for the S two thousand with one hundred. 38,000 miles. Is the Spider, the MR Spider, a high demand car? Zero demand. Zero demand. Low, very low demand car. Because this does seem, even at 2,700 miles, or 2,100 miles, or let's call it 2,200 miles. 22,000, you mean. Yeah, 22,000 miles. It seems a little pricey to me. You think so? Yeah, it seems a little pricey to me. Because of the age? Are you looking more at age or? Um, I'm look. yeah, I'm looking age and demand. Okay. I don't know if he'll be able to get rid of this at 15. Because, like, what I think about is with 15, you know, $15,500, what mm-hmm. else can I buy? Absolutely. I might be better. I, I would personally feel better off with a little more miles and get, like, a BRZ. I was going to say that's with BRZ FRS territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get an FRS for, like, 12 with, mm-hmm. like, 70, 80K miles. Yeah. So, I mean, let's call it 15 and get it with, like, 40,000, 50,000 miles. Right, you know, you could right. probably still find one in that in that range. Yeah, although this is a convertible. This is a convertible, so it's a bit of a different style car. So, what would be your purpose for this car? Oh, for me, it's not even on my list. Right, but, but it was your pick of the month, right? So, why was it your pick of the month? Like, well, mostly because it attracted me. That the ad attracted me. As so it would be just another. I mean, it, it's almost. It's red. It's like almost the exactly S2000 like the S two thousand. It would look like you would have two of the same cars if you had them. Well, in I here. never would buy this. I think it just the ad purely uh, attracted the ad, me. The, oh, the ad got to you. Yeah, it would never be a car I would want to the, own. I think the ad had a, the opposite effect on me. It where, deterred you then. Oh yeah, like I don't want to look at this. It looks like he was trying to use hieroglyphics, right? And I, I don't know why. Why not just write it normal? Uh, but. It did get him on this podcast. So. It did <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So maybe he's doing something right. And, and my qu- the question in my have in, the, in my head that I have is is what age group is the person posting this in? Is it my age group? Is it some old person, or is it someone really young? Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 a guess that the woman in the picture is his mom. Okay. And that this person is our age. Really? Yeah. I would. I was actually in the same boat because like who. Would take the effort of getting all these characters for all the S's and all the uh, all the unique characters that he used to get his lettering so weird. But nonetheless, yeah. I mean, it, it's 
it's crazy to me because it's like, how do you? I I mean, it seems like a lot of effort, which is good, right? Yes. If you're gonna take an effort to sell your car, just on the text though, not the y- photos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like. He put the effort in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he thought, man, these photos are shitty. I am going to instead focus on making the ad a little more attention grabbing. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know that I definitely wouldn't pay. I think this is overpriced. And you he mentioned it's overpriced. And he even said this in an ad. He's like, okay, this is over Blue Book. But he's like, good luck finding a car in this condition. I give him that. Okay, it's got 21,000 miles. Yes. But then also, why? Right? Why is there an MR2 with only 21,000 miles? Did you just not have a commute? Um, oh, we don't have a lot of details onto that part of the story. I almost want to chase the car just to see what he's... I might have emailed him. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I might have emailed them just to know. Get the VIN. Yeah. Do, but then I don't want to have to pay for a but th- And then also ask him, like, you know, what what's the deal with the car? Like, why why are you selling it? You know, what? Should I get him on the f- on the phone and just, like, record the conversation? Um, r- Right now? No, not right now. No, but actually, that'd be interesting. Should we do, like, uh, 91 Octane Crank Anchors? <laughs> <laughs> That would be an that, interesting idea. I don't know. I don't know that I could be a dick like that to the car community. Right. I think there are some ads though that come up that do deserve a yes. crank anchor call. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mostly the 240SX guys with like I know what I have. Yeah. 12. Anytime I see I know what I have on an ad, I'm like, oh douche. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird about this too is he's got the printed uh, license plate in a lot of the photos. So those scream to me that. Those are not the late, the latest and greatest photos. Those no, it's been. probably when he bought it. Exactly. And why is he selling it so fast in this case then? Yeah, that's true. Because these photos don't look that old. They don't. I wonder if he could find... Uh, let's see. View image info. Probably not, right? Because it's uploaded to uh, yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. And Craigslist resizes it, so it's probably a wholly new photo. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. The date that it shows is today's. And he's willing to trade it for a travel trailer. Yeah, this is there's there's so many things weird with this hat. Screams like <laughs> older guy to it me. It does. It does. Or maybe it's like, you know, our old coworker who decided to live in a van. You know, like <laughs> it could be that yes. type of situation. Some he was young, so he person. Was, yeah. I mean, yes. I, it takes a kooky person. The only other person I've known I worked at In-N-Out at the time that owned an MR Spider. Mm. Very strange out there guy. Okay. So I think it does take a kooky person to own this car. You yeah. wanted one. That I didn't want this car. my statement. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't want the MRS. Oh, you didn't want the MRS. Not not the MRS. I know you wanted the MR2, but I thought you were also open to the MRS. I remember no, you mentioning. No, I mean, it's cheap when it's in a. Are you like, flip-flopping now because no, I'm talking shit about MRS? No, 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 no. <laughs> It's not a well-supported uh, platform. No, nah, it's not. That was that's always been a thing for me. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, in the same echelon as Girly Miata category. Yeah, this car, which yeah, doesn't help it at all. What, do you know what the horsepower on these cars is? One thirty-eight. Oh shit! Really? Yes. No wonder. No wonder what I remember. I remember the 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 MRS owner uh-huh. that I talked about when I when I, I had the EK at the time. Okay. And we did some runs on the freeway, and, they and I you? kept up with him. Oh, okay, okay. I kept up with him with 116 horsepower, but oh. obviously I was much lighter. 
Oh, okay. I, well, I was, this is at I was 20... much lighter myself, and the car was much lighter also. <laughs> 2,195 pounds. Two. 2195 pounds that's mm-hmm. how much it weighs yes that's really light that is a that, that's why it's actually a decent decent car overall as far as a track car would be concerned and i did if you remember i had a, a friend that worked for a toyota racing development right who um who was an mr2 guy yeah and he told me out of all the three gens he's owned a supercharged gen one a turbo gen two he had two turbo gen twos this one was his favorite and his current one Cause it's got more modern luxuries. It doesn't have that like early '90s just oldness to it. Yeah. But overall, he said it's this was his favorite. That's interesting be- because the Civic is at 2,500 pounds, and you were able to keep up. And I was able to keep up. Maybe, so maybe it was just it was him. bad driving. Uh, I don't remember if it was automatic or not. Maybe that had to do with it too. Uh, it could have been because the this car's uh, automatic is dog slow. It was the same automatic uh, as my Celica. Oh, uh, okay. It skipped. Uh, that might have been it. Yes, that might have been it. Cause yeah, that w- he has a weight advantage and power advantage. So there would there should have been no reason. Actually, this was a five speed. Um, it was like the early DCT. This this car had one of the early DCT style mm. uh, transmissions for the automatic. Maybe it was drivers. It was probably Maybe driver just was a little issues. scarce, yeah, because we were in like one fifteen plus area, mm. so one fifteen miles per hour. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. Yeah, in Mexico, in Mexico, <laughs> yes, in Mexico, and pos- possibly Canada. Okay, yeah, yeah fair, no, enough, no, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, this is my pick of the week. Interesting, U- unique ad, Maybe. very unique ad, sort of a word vomit hieroglyphic ad. Yep caught my attention so it did it catch your attention so it worked yeah I, I probably would have ignored it really yeah uh, it's a little weird but it's yeah. interesting that i'm glad you brought it up because it was interesting to take a look at it exactly um but let's go through my pick of the week oh okay and pick of the month i mean yeah. or pick of the month yeah and uh this should be no surprise actually and i tried to look for a different car bmw but a 2008 <laughs> porsche cayman s okay um, it's listed at $32,000. Okay. It's got a throttle body upgrade, exhaust upgrades, some cosmetic stuff, complete service records. Less than six, and, uh, six figures in miles. I imagine. Um, the mileage is at 27,000. Oh, say. wow. Cayman Tw- S you said? Cayman S. What year? 2008. I think that's the second gen. Yeah. And honestly, the car is nice. Um, you can tell from the ad that it's an older seller. Okay. They pretty much copy and pasted like the Kelly Blue Book description oh, of the car. Oh, nice. You know? Right on. Um, the pictures are really nice. Mm. Like, I would definitely buy this car as a street car. This car would replace the E92 M3 for me. Really? Yeah. Like, if I had a chance at getting this car... Which honestly, at thirty two thousand, I might even you know be able to stretch that a little bit to mm-hmm. to get into mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I think that this would replace it. Um, it's got a really good reputation. Okay. Uh, yeah, it does. It does as a track car. Yeah, as, as a track a car. I mean, it's car. a Porsche, so it's gonna hold its value. Indeed. And at twenty seven thousand miles with a clean title, like I've got a good few miles that I can drive this car before any real depreciation hits on top of you know what's already been depreciated from this car right um right, you know right. the the 
you know, the, he even mentions that the car still has a new car smell. How much I believe that, I don't really. Right. You know, of but course. but it just kind of, you know, it like you can tell that the person that owned this car really takes care of it. Okay. Um, the service records are what got me for Complete. sure. So he's the first owner then? Uh, I don't think he's the, the first owner. Oh, okay. But he has all the records. So great maintenance records. The mods on the car are very conservative. Such as? Well, I mean, there's the throttle body upgrade, okay. which is to a 997 mm-hmm. uh, exhaust stuff. And really uh, from there, it's all cosmetic. Okay. So okay. like the car wasn't abused, right? You mm-hmm. don't you don't have to worry about tunes and yeah. any other like, you know, intakes and stuff, which mm-hmm. we do to our cars. But mm-hmm. really, as a car guy, you do want a clean slate to start from. Yes. Yes. One thing that tro- one thing I find challenging owning my S2000. Yeah. Which is very high high not high grade but like it's in a good shape for being an oem state right is is i don't want to fuck with it too much yeah i kind of i kind of got over that really i had to get over that for the e36 well that one but that's an older car that was really and it was but it's going up in value oh okay you know what i mean like i'm seeing them getting listed higher and higher lately and i'm just like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> like i'm throwing away so much money yeah in the case of this porsche and in a similar case with the s2000 it's it's such a clean car yeah. that you just really don't want to fuck yeah, with it yeah I, I wouldn't i mean you don't need to which but it takes the fun away a little yeah, bit like i have I, to be honest you know i would definitely you know there's definitely be wheels sus- yeah. suspension that would definitely Probably be a front bumper change. Okay. Um, to some of the more sportier options, GT, mm-hmm. RS mm-hmm. options, probably. Um, call it what you will if that's something that you're not okay with. But even in in, in the current stock form, uh, the link is actually, if you want to look at it, it's on the Trello board. Okay. Uh, it's the last one. But, you know, it's a nice white, um, very stock form. But the Porsche in 2008, I didn't realize how good they looked already in 2008. Um, I think two thousand. I think that like late two thousand tens was a good year for a lot for of sports cars. Yes, yeah. Um, this is timeless. I mean, with Porsche in general, it's always in almost the same shape. Shit, John, this is just around the corner for me. I know, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The only downside is that, which is sort of an upside, the price leaves almost no room for negotiation. I don't see you going a much lower no, than this. Not for the mileage. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very fairly priced. But this is definitely like a legitimate pick of the month for me to where I, I might in a in a non covid world. Mm. There might have been a purchase. Ah, uh, yeah, just really? because I'm confident that I could get a lot of this money back from it. That's the fun part about these cars. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've discussed it before. Uh-huh. There's nothing holding you back. From cycling a new car every year. Yeah, that's right? true. As long that's as you're true. not going overboard on mods and losing all that money mm-hmm, in it, you mm-hmm. can flip it at the end of the year and get into something new. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not working with new cars, right? Kind of these examples, like 10 to 15-year-old cars. Yes, right. Uh, where depreciation is almost gone. In, in this case, this car's depreciation is completely gone. Oh, for say, sure. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it's just absolutely. the mileage you add on that yeah. kills the value. And this is a sexy car, and it's been on here at this price, I think it's really hard to sell any car. That's even, true. You know, and it has to take the right buyer. Mm-hmm. It's been on here for 20 days now. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm just like, man, is this, should I? So you know? E92 goes for this car. The E92 would have to go, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I meant that in the sense that 
the E92 is my street car, right? Yes. Kind of like my fun. So this would be weekend. a street car fun car. Exactly. And there's really no point in having two. Yeah. That agreed. sort of doesn't make sense. You know, it'd be nice to have them, but I just don't have the space and having to rotate them, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> was how much driving yeah, we do these days. Dude, oh my God. It's yes. such a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think I could have it, but in a non COVID world, I might consider like legitimately consider bringing this car on fresh meat in the tires. Yeah. Cause I feel like by the normal, uh, what is it? The, the normal stereotypes. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit ahead of schedule for a Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Age, for sure. For right? sure. And where I'm at professionally. Yeah. Um, so it'd also be nice to hit above the belt. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. That's sure. A, that's always nice too. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, okay. What the hell? He's probably a drug dealer. Like I want <laughs> people to say that, you know, but this car is attainable. It is attainable, very in, attainable. In its price range, yeah, yeah, yeah thirty-two thousand yeah. dollars. That's yeah. that's uh, Civic Type R money. Yeah, and you're getting a Porsche. Yeah, you're getting the prestige. Yeah, it's not know? just a Civic that's been over glorified. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the barrier to entry on the Porsche side, obviously, it's just a Cayman. Mm-hmm. Quote, just a Cayman. It's, but it's re- it's, it's, it's it gets a, it, its respect. Yeah, actually. for this sure, gets it respect. gets a ton of respect, and uh-huh. it's proven on the track, which is something that'd be exciting too. Um, and for this specific year, I think the 2008, the early ones had less problems than some of the later ones did because some Porsches do have rod bearing issues also. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what years that is, but I think this 2008 is excluded from that. Um, so I wouldn't have to worry about that particular maintenance piece, but like with any German car, it's likely things will leak, break, whatever, and it's going to be expensive to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I definitely, I, this is definitely motivating me to take this a little more seriously and see what my next car is going to be. I don't ever want to get rid of the E92, but, but you can always get one later again. I can always get one later again. Yeah. And it'd be fun to use this time right now mm. to, to cycle and, and get experience in different cars and jump into different things. And maybe that'll lead to something else. And, Maybe we'll do upcycling. What do the like suburban white moms call uh, Goodwill? T- taking your clothes to Goodwill is like upcycling, oh, right? right. Where sure, they take sure. clothes and they secondhand it or they decorate it and sell it for more money. Uh, maybe I'll do that with these cars, right? Like kind of stack up cash, make, yeah. a, make a grand here, make this here, yeah, make build this up there. To it. Man, the and leather is so nice. Oh, dude, this is it's it's in great condition, man. We should go in half half, dude. <laughs> I thought about another car to go half half on. Oh, really? Yeah. Not the MRS. No, the ye- uh, ye- the brand new uh, limited edition type R's. Oh, really? Oh, the the, the yellow ones. Yeah, the because Phoenix yellow. Yeah, because they'll go up in value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. But buying one out here, you'll pay fifty five grand for it. Yeah. It's only it's, it's MSRP is like forty. Jeez. So yeah, but this car, no, this car is great. The Cayman. Yeah, man. It's actually this car is on my list. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I I would want to own an NSX before owning this car, but this car has better value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this or, doesn't have the tax that an NSX has. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's why. Um, but you also get way more prestige in the NSX. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, although the Porsche like, badge. People not, see not the Porsche Cayman, bad. dude. Like this is like for a, enthusiasts. For even for, for non enthusiasts, I'm not gonna say it's like Honda Civic, but it is BMW M3. 
I think it might be a little higher to us. I see it as a little higher, but to the everyday person, there isn't much of a difference out here. For what Porsche? For a mean? Porsche Cayman versus versus an NSX out here in- versus an NSX. That's at, probably true. Yeah, an NSX is a car that at a car meet people are going to gather around. Yeah, this car. Cayman S. No, no one's going to gather around. That's it. yeah, yeah. That's no actually one's very true. Car, but uh, an enthusiast who likes to drive. Yeah, this car. I mean, it's great. I mean, at this price, it's great. This is a, um, uh, you can get them in the twenties also, but they're around a hundred k miles already. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't know enough about the car, mm. so I'd have to research it on what the high mileage consequences are. Um, I mean, just I did, the, I, the bearing. I, yeah, yeah, that's that's which isn't not a big deal. I mean, I'll, I've dealt with it with the E ninety two. Yeah, I don't mind dealing with this, and I'll probably do my own rod bearings on the E thirty six eventually. So I'll just use that practice to move it into this Porsche. The best Realm. source for knowing what the known issues are is to go on Bring a Trailer and find the ones that have sold and look in the comments. Oh, really? That's, so where, they, oh. that's where I've learned more about the issues with these cars. Yeah. The known issues. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where the nitpickers come out. That and, makes a lot of sense. And they know their shit with Porsche, BMW, all the Euro cars. Even like guys that aren't buying anything. Mm-hmm. Just, they're just there trolling. Yeah, or they're just <laughs> there to comment, but they say like legitimate shit about yeah. the car. And yeah, that that's a good place to to ask the questions or read and learn more about the car in a very pure form. Yeah. So, but this is my pick of the month, and I'm gonna be honest. It's like just, this just, is the just same. Do it, John. This is the <laughs> <laughs> this is the same trend that I had with the E92. Oh yeah. You know, like sort of, kind of interested. Then all of a sudden looking shit up yeah and now really like thinking like man this would be a lot of fun to be in this car you already have the bmw badge so why yeah. have two of the same badge yeah oh for sure i mean i would like an e46 m3 for a little while but i'm not super driven in this car so might as well just jump straight into the porsche exactly yeah no I, i'm with you i'm with you on that. all right john we'll see yeah you're, you're uh pull the trigger think later yeah. type of dude. no i need to stop i need to get out of that business <laughs> but let's move into our last segment of the episode four six eight in which we're flipping the tables mm-hmm. and now i'm in the hot seat to decide whether it's a four-cylinder, six-cylinder, eight-cylinder. So this, uh, I was we we planned for this segment to come up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little bit of finding the right car. Um, then a few um, social media things came up this week, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just go with the social media shit. Yeah. So here we go. Um, John four six eight is where you have to guess whether it's a four-cylinder, six-cylinder, eight-cylinder. Okay. Um, you got a little tidbit of a sneak preview of what it was earlier right but i'll go ahead and play the audio okay and this is could you make it a little louder okay so we've already got a shaky gopro yeah you're right Is this supercharged? Uh, it's turbocharged. Turbocharged. It's probably easier to guess than uh, not. Is this a hill climb car? Uh, or. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, it is a hill climb car. Um, what makes you? What led you to think that? The uh, high revs. Okay. Um, it definitely sounds like a performance motor. Oh wow! Okay, yes. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Uh, there. Oh man, but I'm having. Jeez. Oh, that's the uh, that's uh, them ta possibly talking about the engine. It so. sounds okay. So it sounds it sounds very well balanced. I've eliminated four cylinder. Yeah, that that's why I was saying it's kind of easy from that perspective. Yeah, but I'm stuck between six and eight cylinder because uh, there's some. I mean, even the E92 with the high revving eight is. I'm gonna go six cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> Final answer. Final answer, six cylinder. You hit it right on oh, the head. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. It's just a It's missing a little bit of throat. It, oh yeah, really? A little what, bit of throat. That, yeah. Those extra two cylinders. Yeah, huh? yeah. That's 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 kind of, and it's very very balanced, which is why I went with it. the six cylinder turbo, especially turbo six cylinders. Yes. Sound that way. Yeah. Where it's a very just smooth. Right, mm. so the the car, well, the event that inspired my choice right. was Pike's Peak this week. Okay, okay. So you, that's why I was like, damn, this guy hit the <laughs> hill climb shit right on the head. This is them testing the car. Okay, this okay. isn't actually at Pike's Peak, which was last Sunday, um, and it is a two JZ. Okay, which okay. I probably should ask you what yeah, six cylinder you yeah, think it is. Yeah. Um, for from uh in a FRS. Oh, it's okay. It's Dayoshihara's car, which is he won the unlimited class. Okay. In this car, this this. How high weekend. is that revving? Does it say? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, have it a didn't. Clue. It didn't say. Yeah, and the power is in the you know over five for sure. Yeah. Probably six or seven hundred horsepower. Damn. Yes. Yep. All right, one for one. One for one, John. Yeah, boy, and that is our episode. So how do you find us? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane.com. And if you have any questions, concerns, shit-talking points, email us at info at 91octane.com. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to Portia for attempting John. <laughs> <laughs> and also shout out to Button Willow for tempting uh, Randy in October where he's going to be driving the S2000 no doubt. Have oh. a good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>